Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Come on, guys, let's give it up for them one more time. Man. Oh, I love this. I love this. I don't know if you guys have noticed all this cool merch and stuff coming out. Um, Thanks, Janine, by the way, if you want more of that. Go talk to her or go to our website. But anyway, welcome to the Love Connection. I was so excited about doing this series. Now, mind you, I've heard three different people come to me and say they're scared about this series. So I I just want to get this out of the way. The scripture says that perfect love drives out all fear. So you you don't have anything to be scared of. We won't call everybody on the stage and make a mockery out of them. No kidding. But uh, no, we're going to get into the word. Uh, God loves you. He loves all of us. And he wants to take us on another level of connection. Are you up for that? Good stuff. So I don't know if you've ever struggled connecting or communicating in any sort of way, anyhow, show of hands. No, you're all great communicators. Wow. There we go. Honest room. I like that. Um, you know, maybe lately it's been you want to get better at connecting or communicating with that special loved one. Hey, Sheldon, right? Maybe you want to get better at connecting and communicating with your kids, maybe your friends. You know you could get better at that, that texting hasn't been so great for you lately. Uh, and it's time that we get better at connecting, not like this, but like this, right? Maybe you just need to get better at communicating in general, and things that seem so simple aren't so simple for you, like going through the Starbucks drive-thru and getting your order through. Yes or no? Right? But we all have opportunities to connect. So I want you to know that this series is for everyone. Say, this is for me. Right on. So, and we know too that sometimes what we put out there and what's received isn't always the same thing. Is that right? Yes or no? Sometimes we're even accused of not just what we said, but the way you said it, right? I'm still working on that one. So today I don't want to just connect with you. I want you to be able to connect on another level with God and with others. Is that cool? Awesome. So let me ask you this. How do you connect with others? the tones that you use, even the physiology that you use. For some of us, you know, our huggers, any huggers in the room? Huggers, high-fivers, yeah? I don't know if the camera can follow me, but I'm a hugger, okay? It's one of my love languages. I'm not a hugger. That's why I did that. He's not a hugger, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know. So he's working on it. Even that I got that close to him and on camera was incredible. Thanks, Pastor Rudy. (laughs) Right? So that might be you. That might be the way that you speak, the way that you try to connect and try to communicate. Um, Do you use your words? Do your words build people up? Do they lift them up or do they tear them down? Do they encourage? Do they dismiss? Um, Do your words make you feel better about yourself? And how do your words make others feel about themselves? Someone once said to me, Matt, if your words were clothes, what would your wardrobe look like? Would you look rich or would you look poor? 
And that works too for how about those words that you use on others? Do you make others look good? Do they look rich? Or do they look poor? Because there's a lot of power in our words. We literally build the world in which we live in by the words that we speak, right? And so our words can show where we are going and they can help guide others to a loving place. James 3 shows us how our words guide our course. So if you would, would you turn with me to James 3? Um, you can, if you don't have your Bibles in front of you, you can pull up the Bible app on the website. YouVersion's got it there as well. If you go to YouVersion, you're going to do a plug for YouVersion because they're amazing. Over five, how many? Five million or five billion? There's a lot of people using YouVersion right now. So uh, it's a Bible app. My notes are also on there. So go ahead, take them, use them, make them better. But we're going to dive into James 3, starting in verse 9, verses 9 to 10. And this is what it says. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Someone say, this should not be. So my first point is that our words have the power to connect or disconnect. Connect or disconnect. I can connect with you or disconnect based on the words that I choose to use. Proverbs 18.21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Okay? So the same tongue that we use to praise is the same tongue sometimes, hey James, that can get us into problems. You never get into problems, but I just saw you there. My words can lift you, my words can limit you. For us to make a connection, we must first make the call. That sounds deep, I know. But we are called to love one another. You know, this, is, this isn't a suggested call. This is a command that our Heavenly Father put on us. So we must dial in before we deliver. Are you with me? We got to dial in before we deliver. I was telling the men the other day, alignment comes before assignment. Some of us have to be a little slower to speak. <laughs> we got to dial in to what our call is going to be about before we just jump in to try to communicate. You with me? Okay, good. You know, we all love to be on the receiving end of praise. How many love praise? How many love a good word? A good word goes a long way, doesn't it? In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says that we are to build up and encourage one another, right? But we must make a point to reach out, build up, and encourage one another, not just when it's convenient or when we feel like it, or when we're looking to get something out of it. We do it, why? Because number one, it glorifies God. And guess what? We reap what we sow. So how we talk about our brothers and sisters in Christ is either, or can either be an insult, or it can be insight into God's shining light. Isn't that beautiful? It can be insult, or it can be insight. And I, I'm telling you, the enemy would prefer that you'd rather fight than have insight, right? The enemy's all about causing fights. The enemy's all about causing division. In verse 16 and 17, it says, where you have envy... 
and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and, here it is, sincere. So our words have the power to be either selfless or selfish. Envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder. Anyone seen it out there in the world today? No? Yes? No? Yeah. Luke 6.45 says that what comes out of the mouth reveals what's in the heart. Sometimes we are caught in the trap of saying things out of our own selfish ambition. I'll admit, I even struggle with that at times. Like, what's in it for me? Right? Instead of, what's in it for thee? Words of wisdom, the scripture says, that come from heaven. Okay? There's a lot of people that are wise or appear wise, as we learned this morning in the men's group. But there is the appearance of something and then there's the, something that is authentic versus something that is counterfeit. Something that might tickle your ears and make you feel good or something that you want to hear versus sometimes things that we need to hear. So there's these counterfeit words at times that will come from the world and then there's these authentic words of wisdom that come from heaven. So how do we know which, ones, which wisdom is from heaven? which are authentic? Well, the scripture just says, it says that it's all pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. That's a good filter to put it through, right? These, by the way, are also the ingredients for words of intimacy, which we'll get into next week. Today, I want to introduce to you for some of you, you might be hearing it for the first time. Some of you might be hearing it again because God wants you to hear it. And that is the five love languages. So I'm going to ask my beautiful bride, if she wouldn't mind coming up, my extraordinary, magnificent, <laughs> come on, give it up for Pastor Charmaine. Come on up. Wonderful. Now I feel like I'm in the hot seat. Okay. So, my love, we learned about the five love languages when? A long time ago, thankfully. Yeah. We first got I think pretty quick yeah. when we first got married. Well, yeah. We, had, we, were, we were really blessed to be part of some really, really important Bible studies right off the bat <laughs> that taught us a lot of things, but um, if you haven't heard of the five love languages, you can look it up, the 5 love languages. I think you can even say five love languages quiz. Um, and basically, it's just five general ways that, that people generally give or receive love. And so it's amazing because it's a really simple tool, but do a few questions and kind of see what your top love languages. There's five, so words of affirmation, giving or receiving gifts, physical touch, quality time, or acts of service. And the thing is, we all need all of them, and that's important to remember. But generally, there's going to be one or two that stick out more. 
And when you kind of have an idea of what those are, it can be amazing how much it can really help your relationship. But um, we're not going to talk too, too much about today, but from, like mine is, um, my top two are words of affirmation. And I can't even remember what the other one used to be, but it is now, it used to be quality time. I still like quality time. But as a mom, I have five children and we're, we're busier people. And so acts of service has jumped right up there because <laughs> if you know, and even to, for example, when I come here in the morning and Matt meets me at the door to help with the kids and Vince parks my car, my day is made, you know? And yeah, and speak, speak in my love language and help, just helping a mom out. But yeah. It's really good. I, I might add to that. I was having a conversation with Sam the other day, actually. And she says, hey, can your love language change? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like learning another language and the seasons are always changing. And especially when you start to learn someone else's language because you know how much it means to them, it, it means more to you. So similar to that, mine was, well, still is at the top is physical touch. I'm going to touch my wife a little different than I touch Rudy. Um, <laughs> let's hope so, eh, Pastor Rudy? And also acts of service. Now, however, since speaking your language more, my uh, words of affirmation have gone up where they weren't even, they were like way down there on the test. And now they're way up there, again, because I know how much it means to you. And that does, that's not just amongst couples, by the way. Your closest friends, when you learn to speak the love language, you'll know that it's important. It's important for Pastor Rudy to have quality time. Now, without going too deep into all of them, this, by the way, is not quality time, right? Quality time is not having your cell phone on. It's having no other distractions and being just the two of you. So if, you know, it's like if one of your bros is quality time, you go out for coffee or ride motorbikes together, but just the two of you. Right? There's a difference, isn't there, Pastor Rudy? When if you include now a whole group of people, which I love doing, I love lots of people, but it doesn't have the same impact if you want to show how much you care about somebody, you learn their language and you learn to speak that language. Right? It's just, it's beautiful. So yeah, uh, today we do want to focus though, we'll go on into more of these as the series goes, uh, but we do want to focus on words. Words of affirmation. And I'm telling you, this has helped our relationship. This has helped our friendships. And we've helped a lot of marriages. It's just like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, well, when we first got introduced to this, I'll share a quick story. Yeah, pastor shares a quick story. Let's try this. Um, we can do this. I can remember earlier on in our in our marriage and in ministry, because we went right into ministry, into full-time ministry. And I remember calling on the way home, thinking, you know, I'm just husband of the year. I, I call ahead because I'm running a few minutes late. And she's telling me how she cooks some cookies and bakes some cookies, sorry. And, and I'm like, oh, and she starts going on about her day. And I said, hey, let's do this. Put some of those amazing chocolate chip cookies aside and some coffee on. Tell me all about it when I get home. This is going to be awesome. Get home, and we already had two, a couple kids, two or three kids, sorry. They just keep coming out. I don't know where they come from. Anyway, um, so two, two and a half kids, right? 
two, we, had, <laughs> we had a few kids and I come in and we had a, a split level at the time, right? And I come in the door, Char's around the corner and she yells out to me like, hi, honey. And I'm like, oh, hey, babe, how's it going? And my two little ones run up to me and they wrestle with me. I look downstairs, it's a mess because that's what kids do. You have kids, they make a mess. And because my love language is acts of service, I like, hey, come on, guys, let's take care of all the Legos and it went from Legos to I noticed the laundry was, I heard ding, and like, oh, okay, I'll, mm, I'll go change the laundry for her, you know, and I noticed a few other things. Anyway, I thought it was maybe five minutes. I guess it was more like 15 or 20 minutes or whatever, but uh, I get upstairs, there's the coffee, there's the cookies, where's the wifey, you know, she's she's not there. I'm like, honey, you know, where where are you? And she's like, oh. you know, well, you don't talk this way, so I'm exaggerating, Um <laughs> But she's, 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 I hear her and she's like, I'm in the bedroom, but it's not the kind of, you know, love connection like, I'm in the bedroom. <laughs> My husband, woo, you just been giving and giving and giving. Anyway, um, no, she, some, I call it my intuition, something's up. And, uh, you know, but she, she felt, she wasn't feeling loved. And I'm like, what? And all I'm thinking, like, in my love language, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, I love you, right? Because I'm doing acts of service. But at the time, that wasn't her love language. It was quality time and words. But we hadn't known this yet. So in my mind, I'm, I love you, I love you, I love you. In her mind, you don't love me. Does that make sense? So once we got that, it was like, it started to, and we've helped so many couples with this. So let's talk more about words of affirmation. I'll let you go back to your seat, but I wanted to bring you up, not just because you're good looking, but you're so wise. Thanks, honey. All right. So if we truly wish to connect, we need to correct the motive before we make the motion. Okay. I'll say that again. If we wish to truly connect, we want that connection we got to check the motive before we make the motion. You with me? Right? So that's why even in my story, you know, like, hey, I had all the right motives, but I wasn't really, I didn't, intimacy is really into me, you see. Right? I, I needed to connect the two. Right? And so we need to take the time to filter our words through wisdom that comes from, that we just read, that comes from heaven instead of the, the, the natural selfishness that seems to come from our flesh and from this world, right? The scripture says there's three things that we will always struggle with, and that is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Three things, right? So that's a tension that we are called to manage, that we need to overcome that. Why? Because we are more than conquerors. And verse 18 there, going back to, to James. Oh, closed up on me, but that's all right. I also have it here. Verse 18 says this. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest, check this out, of righteousness. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. That's one you can take to the bank. Our words have the power to create peace. Say, I have the power to create peace. You know, in Philemon 1.6 says that I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share. For what? 
for the sake of Christ. It goes back to the call. You got to make the call before you communicate. You got to tune in to the right reception before you react, right? Our words make faith and hope effective. Words have the ability to connect and they have the ability to disconnect. If I am speaking God's word into a situation, I can reconnect a relationship. If I am speaking God's word into that relationship, I can reconnect. Whether that relationship be with my spouse and whether that relationship be with a friend, I can do that. I have something here. It's it's not money, but it has worth. This little bar of iron, it's about $5 worth, okay? And a coach told me once, on its own, yeah, it's like five bucks, okay? But if I take this same iron and say I make horseshoes out of it, I can get it up to $120. If I take that same iron and say I... I use it for needles, I can make it worth up to $3,500. If I take that same iron and I use it for a balancing spring in watches, expensive watches, its worth can be up to $300,000. Your own value is determined by what you're able to make out of your words. This all stems from what we communicate from the word. What are you going to make out of others when you speak your words? Like Pastor Charmaine said last week, what we speak can be the difference between success and significance. What will your words bring out of your friendships, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids. How about the barista at Starbucks or even that person at Walmart? If your words were close, what would their wardrobe look like? Remember what our words represent. Would you stand with me, ladies and gentlemen? You see, Jesus... Jesus, through his words, dominated. He dominated demons, disease, death, incurable viruses, plagues. He was able even to calm storms. His words were all loving. His words defeated the worst of scenarios. You have the ability Say, I have the ability to change the environment and to change the atmosphere by the words in which you choose to connect. My prayer is that you connect with God and with others. The takeaway is this. Words have the ability to connect what's disconnected. If you've felt in any way 
lately a sense of disconnect. I want to give you the best connection that I can offer, and that is Christ. See, because without belief in Christ, everything else is just a band-aid. Everything comes back to this. The gospel, the good news, that he came and that he died for you. That he took on the wages of sin to the cross. And not even death could hold him down. Because he is the word and he has the final word. And Paul said this in Romans. He said, if if we believe in our hearts, and here it is, confess. If we speak with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. That's the connection. Before we can connect with others, before we can even move with others in the way that God intended us to move, we got to connect with Christ. So I want to do that right now. I'm going to lead us through a prayer right now. If you've prayed this prayer before, I just ask as as the family here at College Street that you would pray it again, knowing that somebody out there is receiving or coming back to Jesus today. And if you've never prayed this prayer, would you do so with your whole heart and watch as God makes the connection? Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes and just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I want to connect with you. I'm tired of being disconnected. I'm tired of sin. Would you please forgive me? I believe that you died for me. I choose to follow you. Would you come into my life? Would you be Lord over my life? I believe that you resurrected from the grave. Would you resurrect something in me? In Jesus' name. Just stay in this moment right now. Stay in this moment. God is in this moment right now. Nothing or anything can take it from you. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time or prayed it again, coming back to him and made that connection, would you just give me a thumbs up? All heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Thank you, thank you. Come on, praise Jesus. Thank you. You can look at me now. You know, This is what it's about. This is what it's about. Watch now. God has made that connection with you. Trust me, there will still be challenges. But watch as you connect to the words of wisdom that come from your heavenly father. And watch as other connections that were once disconnected, Christ brings back. You know, here at College Street, we said a while ago, we're not here to do church. We're not here to play church. We're here to be the church, meaning we are a community centered around Christ. And Christ said this, to go into all the world and make disciples, not converts, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I think some of us have a missed connection because we haven't stepped in that next part of obedience. He says, I require obedience even more than sacrifice. In Romans, it says that when we go under the water, that we are baptized with Christ. Just like when Christ went to the grave, we leave it behind. And when you come up out of the water, <laughs> you are resurrected with Christ. I almost went in again. <laughs> you see that? You see that? So we don't want to make it difficult for you. But if that's you, well, the, well, the band is playing. We're going to press in. If you just want to come down and, and worship with us, press in. If you need prayer, let's press in. I'm going to have the host team ushers come forward, move to the front. Let's give credit where credit is due. Let's connect and let's step in with Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.